1: Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's
0: message. We're supposed to be the salt in society. You're the salt of the earth. Salt. Preservative. But we're letting the world take away our salt. We're no longer that stabilized. We're not preserving anything. America is getting rotten because there's no salt preserving it. The Lord will chastise an individual or a nation who neglects his responsibility to do right. That's why we want to tell people the truth. Only God can give rights. I could really go down a wrong trail there. I mean a right trail. Well, we'll just forget that trail. Only God can give rights. No legislative body in the world has the right to make amendments or statutes contrary to the law of God. It is truly a disgrace when politicians greed for power so warps their judgment that they would stoop so low as to prey upon society with the promise of, and this is what they're doing, legalizing sins. Making sins, you know, legal. So it's, it's not a crime. They're just doing this in California. You can steal up to a certain amount and it's okay. You see, that doesn't, you don't even listen to the news? The preamble to the Constitution contains the word provide for the common defense promote the general welfare of the united states see what does it mean well later on in the article 1 section 8 it contains these words provide defense and general welfare and then it lists the 18 things in the constitution of what it means to provide for the defense and the general welfare of america and none of the things about giveaway programs is found in there you don't find it saying anything about health, education, and welfare. And the reason is because that's not government's job. I told you this before. I was thinking about it. I'm going to run for president. And I can see them asking me a question. So what do you promise to do for us? Well, I promise to do absolutely nothing for you. All I'm going to do is let you live Make your money, keep your money, spend your money, and you do what's right. And I ain't going to get in the way. And we're not going to provide anything for you except the things that are listed in the Constitution. And I'll show you that in a little bit. I wonder how many votes I'd get. Did you know if Jesus Christ came and was going to run for President of the United States, he wouldn't get in? He wouldn't get in. Most people would never vote for him. Why? Because he's too, he's, he's too pure. He's too holy. He's too godly. You see, people want to live in their sins. They want people to let them live in their sins and be as rotten as they can, and they want to get something for nothing. That's what kind of a crowd that we have produced in this country. You remember years ago when the guy stood up and says, I regret that I've only got one wife to send to the country? You remember that? I want life to give for my country. And the next one is, I regret I've only got one life. And the next one is just, gimme, 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 gimme. It does not mention providing for the general welfare of an individual. You see, there's things that our government is doing that sucks Americans dry of their finances, their wealth, and giving it to people who don't deserve it. Now, if you work for it and you've earned it and you paid in, you ought to have a right to get it out. I'm not talking about that. You and I would not have to fight for our rights in courts if legislators made statutes in harmony with the Constitution. The problem we have that day is almost everyone that runs for office is a lawyer. And they write everything in such a way that you can't understand what they've said unless you have two or three lawyers telling you what they said. I was told that down deep they're really all right. Six foot. But I'm just joking. Look at the next statement. You may not know this, but it is in Article 4 of Section 4. We are guaranteed a Republican form of government. The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government. That's the only kind of government we're supposed to have in America. So I have a question. Our representatives are bound by oath or affirmation to accept the Constitution as the supreme law and be bound by its prohibitions on their authority. However, as we have seen so recently, a great number of our so-called representatives are not men of honesty and integrity. And not only that, read these words very carefully. I enjoyed writing them down. How can some of these Democrats that are running to be president of the United States swear to uphold the U.S. Constitution when it is their goal to establish a socialist and communist country out of America? And they are. You listen to what their policies are. And they want to confiscate our guns, our protection. Beware anyone that wants to take away your right to have guns to protect yourself. It is not the responsibility of policemen to protect you in your home. Otherwise, you could sue them if they don't. But you can't because they're not responsible. That's your responsibility. That's my responsibility. But anyway, the U.S. Constitution is the chain's, by which we bind our politicians, saying, you can't do this. If it's not listed, you can't do it. Those rights are reserved for the states. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people, able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness. Have you ever wondered how some of these politicians can get into Congress, and they get that little salary that they get, and that's all they chose to get, and they come out, Million, millionaires, many times over. How in the world did that happen? I come down here to this church. They pay me so much. Now, how do I get to be a a multimillion dollar millionaire? I'd like to figure this out. (laughs) But you see, this is what God wanted. The precise language of training manual number 2000. This is in the Word Department. This was done in 1928 when he talked about citizenship. Democracy. This is already down. They understood what they were doing. They understood what they were talking about and why we're not a democracy. Democracy is a government of the masses. Its authority is derived through mass meetings or any other form of direct expression which results in mobocracy. You ever seen a, uh, a mob get together when they finally captured this one guy and they put him in jail, you know, all the old westerns, you know, and the guy said, that, you know, he just takes one or two loudmouths, you know, you know like uh, you know, two bullfrogs can make you sound like a hundred of them. And they got everybody all riled up. They're going to lynch them. Take them out and hang them up. Well, that's what a mob does. That's when you're not going to buy the rules. And the sheriff has to stand up and says, we're going to do it legally. But well, they don't want to do it legally. And they're going to try to take the power away from our the people by taking away the power from our representatives. And next thing you know, we're going to have a communistic country And I I wrote a thing down here. I want you to see this. This is so important. Democracy. The attitude toward property is communistic. Negating property rights. This is still in the writing of the war Manual. The attitude toward law is that the will of the majority shall regulate, whether it be based upon liberation or... Governed by passion, prejudice, impulse, without restraint or regard to consequences. It results in license, agitation, discontent, and anarchy. This is what they're trying to get going in our country right now. And they're starting, and they try to get people all worked up and come violent. And they will start attacking and doing violence to people. We don't need that in our country. But that's not being done by the Republicans. I'm just being honest with you but they're trying to get it changed where they don't have to go by the rules and regulations because it's a war that's going on. A war for the soul of this country. It's about them taking over this country. It's communism. It's the socialism to defy anybody that goes against them, and they're going to keep on until they take over this country. And it doesn't matter if, if Jesus was in the office. They would be the same way. But anyway this, this is so important. A democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government. It can only exist until the voters discover there's no more money. When they finally have taken everybody's money and there is no more money, it can't exist. The people that will produce the money, they're going to punish them so they can get the money to give it to people who don't deserve the money. But when nobody has any money, now what do you do? Then you have the same thing that's happened in Bolivia, the same thing that's happened in Venezuela. you got a third world country, and it can happen right here in America in a quick order. The clear difference between a democracy and a republic is that at worst, a republican form of government degenerates, but you can always vote them out and get somebody else in on the other hand, the worst that can happen in a democracy is that government degenerates until rule is by the strongest, the cruelest, most brutal mob of the moment with countless other mobs eternally contesting them for dictatorial power. Get this last statement, and I mean every word of it. Dictatorship will not come from a republican form of government, but from a corrupt democratic form of government. Now, the following chart Teaches what our founding fathers understood. Remember in the founding of this country, that's why they started Princeton, that's why they started Yale, to produce preachers in this country. So, in order to preserve our constitution and our freedoms that we enjoy, they were turning out preachers, and most of the men that were on the boards of those universities, even the University of Georgia. I've gone there and I looked at the original charter, and it was to produce Christians. Is that what it is now? No. They've changed. Now they're producing some little socialist to overthrow the country. The home, the church, the school, where the, to teach the basic values that produce a man's character. Now, you'll notice on the bottom, the Word of God. And then you have the Constitution. Then you have the philosophy You see, you've got to have a philosophy. What is the lover of life? What is your philosophy of life? Why do you do what you do? Why do you believe what you believe? Why do you want to live the way you live? Well, that's based upon who am I? Where did I come from? What am I doing? What does God want? What kind of a nation should we have? And so when you get that all settled out, then you make a constitution on what we agree upon based upon our knowledge from the Word of God. So today, do they want the Word of God in the schools? No. And that's why the kids today, they're not being taught the Constitution. I listened the other night on Waters, and they were interviewing people. They didn't have any knowledge about anything. It's a shame. And yet, we're paying a lot of money for kids to go to school, but not get an education. They're becoming social change agents. They're preparing them. Not teaching them how to think, but what to think. So whether it's the home, the church, or the school, they all were to teach exactly the same thing. This was not a responsibility of our government. Now, when you have the right foundation, you can have the right kind of a character that will be revealed by the decisions that you make, the choices that you believe in. And so if you look on the list over here, protect our borders, defend our nation, protect our rights, strong ally to Israel, uphold the United States Constitution. These are the things that we want our government to do so that we can do that. We don't want government doing everything for us. We'll take care of this. This is what you were elected to do. We elect a president to take care of this so that we can take care of this. And if we will take care of this and get right people in there to take care of that, then it'll make sense. You see, if I was going to get on a plane tomorrow and fly to Pennsylvania, I have never seen the pilot. I just take it by faith. There's one up there. I don't even care what he believes. I am concerned that he has the ability to fly the plane. Can he get it off? Can he go through the air and can he land it and keep me safe? I'm not interested in his religion. I'm interested in his ability to do what I want him to do. I'm looking for a president that will stand on these principles. But does he have the ability to stand for these things right here? You listen to where he stands and you listen to where the Democrats are running and see if this is where they stand. It's not the same. Because if they don't stand here, we can't have these freedoms to do this. Understand what I'm saying. I'm fighting for the soul of our country. I want to keep our church alive. I want the freedom to be able to come and to preach and to support missionaries and to do what we're supposed to be doing. But if Christians don't wake up, we're going to lose this country. Don't make me mad. The basic values that produce a man's character are based upon atheism, evolution, and humanism. That's the democratic philosophy. And you see what's being taught in our schools today. They want to teach evolution because evolution means there's no God, no creator, no creation. No responsibility. You teach kids that they're nothing more than an animal long enough, they're going to act like one. What are their values? It's not the same values that I hold. We're not on the same page with them. You see, preachers are not supposed to say this stuff. This one does. Because if I can't teach what I'm teaching right now, then I ought to close this book and go home and stop playing games. Because that's all it'll be. I believe that what I believe, I should be able to live. And we had people who came to this country willing to fight for this country so we had the freedom to believe what's in this book. Now we've got people that don't want God, they don't want the Bible, they don't want Christ, and they don't want Christians having churches, and someone talking about taking away even your 501c3. If you didn't hear that, you need it all, start paying attention. Now, I don't care if they took that away anyway. Now, teach us what to think. Look at what the Democrats are doing to our schools and our nation. You see, our schools today, by eliminating things they cannot teach, means this is what they can teach. And anything that's good and disciplined and right and prayer and Bible, all those things can't be done there. So it makes a vacuum and they fill it with evolution junk and all the things that destroys our young kids. And this is why so many of our young kids today, they're not in church. They're not in Bible college. It's a result of their basic understanding. And so they're destroying our schools. And our public schools today are nothing more than seed beds for turning out little baby Democrats. And sooner or later down the road, those little kids are going to graduate from school and they're going to run this country. Not enough to scare you to death. They're going to be making decisions and they're going to outnumber the Republicans because we won't fight. We're willing to just let. Whatever will be, will be. Every Democrat running are against this. You study and you watch them. They're against this. They're for these things. And they're for everything that I'm against. And that's why they want to have homosexuals, no laws, nothing wrong against it. And the, I don't know what all you call them, LGBT, there's so many letters in it. Whatever it is, it's wrong. But I want to show you that picture right there. Now, you just look. Yeah, these drawings that I've been showing up here, I did them in 1982. 1982. And you tell me that I didn't hit it right. This is exactly what I said back then, and it's true today. 38 years ago, or something like that. And you talk about God is dead, civil rights movement, homosexuality. Drug abuse, pornography, all these things, all these theory of evolution, this is their plank. This is what they're for. That's not what I'm for. So yes, I could say I've got my own views. But you listen to the candidates. It's better that God's children realize they've got a responsibility. You let that responsibility go, and you can lose everything. I tell the college kids, I says, now, when you talk about your character, I said, let's just pretend you have a fence. You got 100 cattle inside of your fence. And you got four gates. You close three of those gates. Can you still lose the herd? Why? Why? Because you left one gate open. You can lose it all. It's not how many you closed. It's did you leave one area open. One area of your life unguarded. That wasn't important. I didn't have time to do that. We ought to have time to do what it takes to preserve this country. Or you make a mockery out of celebrating Veterans Day. You make a mockery out of Memorial Day when you try to remember people who died to give us this country. And then we just so frivolously give it away. They're not taking our country from us. We're giving it away. Does that upset me just a tad? I'm a preacher. During the Revolution, where the preacher would preach with a musket in one, by the pulpit, and the Bible in the other, and they were willing to say, "God said, bang," (laughs) and fight for the right, because you got a wife, you got kids, you got grandkids coming down the road. And we ought to honor the Lord and do what's right. I don't believe studying the Bible should make you a sissy. Anyway, look up here. You've never seen this before. But I want to keep doing this. But there's a lot of people out there that they want to shut the mouths of preachers from saying these things. I love our country. And we pray for our leaders We want them to make good godly decisions so that we can lead a quiet and peaceful life. But when they state what they want to do to this country and the freedoms they want to take away from us, well, that concerns me. I know in a few more years I'll probably be checked out of here anyway. and It ain't going to matter. It's amazing how the older I get, the bolder I get. You say, they can put you in jail. Well, it won't be for long. Don't you just love life? Love been alive. Listen, when I'm dead, I want to fall over. I don't want to live dead. You know, living a dead life where you have nothing to live for, where you're so afraid you're going to offend somebody. You say, well, aren't you afraid of offending us? No. Somebody said, offended. you offended. See how easy it is for people to get offended anymore? Oh, that offended me. Well, it didn't get a grip. You got offended. Big deal. Live with it. You don't think what you're saying and what you're doing offends me? And you just want me to accept it. Then you accept it. You say, Jesus never talked like that. He just told him one time, he said, you tell O'Hare the fox. He did too. And he looked at those Pharisees and you hypocrites. You hypocrites. He says, on the inside, he said, on the outside, you're white as sepulcher. On the inside, you're full of dead men's bones. Jesus said that. You know, that sweet little baby Jesus was in the Mary's arms that yeah, he grew up. This is you and me. This is sin. We all have sin on us. God loves all of us. It doesn't matter if you've had an abortion. It doesn't matter if you've killed somebody. It doesn't matter if you are homosexual. It doesn't matter if you told just a little old white lie. God says there's no difference. We've all sinned. And none of us have ever lived good enough to go to heaven. But God loves us. He hates what we do wrong because God wants all of us to go to heaven. Because heaven is perfect, we can't go. God's perfect. Heaven's perfect. We're not. And God says you cannot earn eternal life. You cannot work your way to heaven. This end represents Jesus Christ. He's the Lord. God in the flesh came into the world because he loves us. He had no sin so he didn't have to die. The wages of sin being death, we sin, we got to die. And be separated from God in a literal fire burning hell. But the Bible says that Jesus Christ who had no sin. Because he loved us. He took ours. Took all of the sin of all the world. He didn't leave anything left to pay for anybody. What he did for one person he did for everybody in the world. He took all the sins. Paid for it on the cross and came back from the dead. And God said that when he came back from the dead. Whosoever would believe that he did it for them. He had put that payment to your account, and you get to go to heaven on what Jesus Christ did for you. You don't earn it. You don't work for it. I do not deserve to go to heaven. I'm going, though. I'm going because he made a way. He paid for my sins. And you can't know you're going to heaven until you know you can't go to hell. See, I can't, I can't go to hell. You say, why? Because I'm so good. <laughs> no, it's because he paid for my sins. I don't have any sins to pay for. The reason I can't go to hell in the future... Pay for those two. How many of my sins did he pay for? All of them. And he gives me as a free gift eternal life. Eternal life. If it's eternal life, I wonder how long eternal life will last. Forever. If it lasts forever and all my sins are paid, where am I going when I die? I'm going to heaven. I couldn't go to hell if I tried. I haven't tried. You know, I have a lot of people try to tell me, Well, Yankee... And it was just on my YouTube. Just I read it this morning. It bothered me just a tad. About that long. And you're just giving people a license to sin. You're just letting people go out here and just live as wicked as possible and so forth. I'm going to email them a, a back and say, look, I just want to tell you the truth. If this teaching that I'm teaching is supposed to be so bad for everybody, well, then the person that it ought to be worse to is me." If I'm the one that's teaching this, it ought to be the worst teaching possible for me. And I says, I, I've never sworn a cuss word in my life. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. I've never had drugs in my life, except when I'm sick <laughs> to the hospital. I said, I've never done any of these things like that or drank. I said, I, and As far as how I live, I, I've been going to church for a long time, three or four times a week. Well, when I'm teaching college, it's every day. I says, I've been given to missions. I give to the church. I try to live right. I love my wife. We'll be married 60 years coming up. I says, I got some kids. I says, if that's a wicked life, I'd like to see somebody who's living a godly life. How are they doing? You see, it's not this teaching that's bad. There's some bad people who believe the same thing, but it's not the teaching that does it. If a man is told, you've got to turn from your sin to be saved, how you doing? Go ahead, tell the world they've got to turn from their sin to be saved. How's that working? If you've got to be good to go to heaven, go ahead, tell everybody they've got to be good to go to heaven. How's that working? Everybody's being good, right? Duh. I hate that word, duh. Don't you hate that word, duh? Let's pray, shall we? Every head bowed every eye closed. No one looking around. If you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, just talk to the Lord and say something simple like this. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I don't understand it all. But I believe that when Christ died, I believe He died for me and paid for my sins. And friend, if you'll trust Christ as your Savior, He will save you, give you eternal life, and never cast you out, never lose you. You can know that when you leave, I'm going to heaven because today I trusted Christ as my Savior. He paid for all of my sins. Friend, if you'll do that, I'd like to know, and I'd like to have prayer for you. Raising your hand does not save you. It just lets me know that what I said made sense to you. Would you let me know? With heads bowed and eyes closed, does anyone at all say, Preacher, that made sense to me? I am trusting Christ as my Savior this morning. Never done it before, but this made sense, and I want to make sure I'm going to heaven when I die, and I'd like for you to pray for me. Would you just slip your hand up very quickly? Put it right back down. Is anyone at all? Anyone at all? If you're watching by internet, right on the screen says, yes, I'll trust Christ as my Savior. If it makes sense to you, I pray that you would. Father, we are thankful again for your blessings to us. And Lord, I pray that each person here would understand the importance of our responsibility, not only as a Christian in your kingdom, but also living here in this world, in this country, and our responsibilities as a citizen. Help us to be wise and to do right. We ask your blessings upon each one here. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
1: Were you ever told that you must confess Christ before men to be saved? Were you warned that if you refused to confess Christ, he would not confess you before the Father? Just what does that mean? Pastor Yankee Arnold has prepared just the right book with answers straight from the Bible. The book is called Gospel Driven Man, and Pastor Yankee wants to send it to you free of charge. Simply write to Pastor Yankee at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 Westwaters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. And request the book or request by email at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com.
0: Amazing grace amazes me.